Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right now, I'm, I'm rising as one, standing ovation for a man who went to the promised land in 2013 under Graham Arnold. Josh Rose, good morning, mate. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. How are you guys? Yeah, we're well. Uh, I dare say you're running clinics for junior footballers on this Saturday morning. Would that be correct? Uh, yeah, I'm out and about uh, just watching a few of my teams play this morning, so it's not too bad. Uh, yeah, just feeling the buzz around the coast at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, Rosie, I love the NBN TV story that was told by Montana Claire earlier this week. Uh, how are you feeling? Are you nervous ahead of tonight's game? No, not so much. I think the boys are looking very good. Uh, you know, we're going in with a good lead. I have said to a few people, you know, football is a funny game. It's, anything can happen. I just hope those little bounces of the ball go our way tonight. But, uh, you know, I, I think they will. I think the boys, they've shown enough that, you know, if they do get a red card or they go a goal down early, they, they bounce back. They've, they've done it many times before, so... I'm sure it's just stick to the process again tonight and, and the job will get done. G'day, Josh. Gary Birkinshaw here. You mentioned there earlier that we're actually it's a two-legged final. So we're going into the final with a, with a one-goal advantage. Do you think that'll change the way that we approach the game? Um, knowing Monty, no, probably not. I don't think. He'll be, he'll be taking it as a, as a one-off game. He'll be wanting to go into the finals on the back of two wins. Um, but, yeah, deep down knowing that a draw is enough. But, no, I don't think it'll change his game plan at all. I think it's a bit risky to sort of sit back and, and change your game plan in a game like this. Yeah, I did catch up with Danny Vukovic yesterday for NBN TV, and Danny gave the first indication that he's hoping it's not end-to-end like last week. I know it was so exciting to watch, but he's hoping the Central Coast can control, you know, a lot of possession. Is that the way you see them getting the job done? Yeah, I think so. At home, yes. Um, I think for Monty's nerves, he'd like to be able to control large parts of the game. And I think with the players that we've got, a few Adelaide, a few big guns are out. So I think we can control the game uh, with their confidence and and the way we're playing. I think um, you know we can we can control large parts of it. Yeah, sell our crowd expected there tonight, uh, Rosie. So that's certainly going to give the side plenty of confidence and, uh, and you know, be, be like an extra player on the field. Yeah, mate, it should be incredible. Uh, you know, you know what it's like when you come out and, and there's a massive crowd there cheering you on. It, it gives you that buzz. Uh, I think I said to NBN earlier in the week, it's, it's probably that initial walkout when you see the crowd and... I think once the whistle goes, most players just block it all out anyway, but it's just that initial buzz and through the week as well with all the talk about it, you know, 3,000 left, 2,000 left, and now there's down to 100 left. So the boys will be reading that and get the buzz out of it, but uh, I think it's just that initial when, when they come out to play and then, yeah, and then your mind's just on the job.
Yeah, and can you believe, Rosie, it'll be the biggest crowd since 2008. And, you know, they thoroughly deserve that kind of a crowd considering they're 90 minutes away from a grand final. Rosie, who's impressed you so far this year and particularly in the positions that you played in the back four? Uh, the back four, uh, Trientes has done a fantastic job uh, coming in with no A-League experience. He, he's really impressed me. Um, you know, he plays like a season centre-back, really. So uh, he does an incredible job. Hopefully we can keep him for another year or so before he heads off. But he's got a big future ahead of him, I think. And uh, and then also, obviously, Jacob Farrell had an amazing season. So he's uh, had a bit of thickness and a few injuries this year. But for someone to come in and sort of take his spot off him, I had to be doing a good job. So... As a left back myself, I think McGarry's come in and been incredible. He's done a fantastic job. So, and with the goal last week, a few goals this season. So, yeah, he's really impressed me as well. Yeah, gee, I tell you, what a pickup he's been, and that was so beautifully constructed. In fact, both of our goals last week against Adelaide United were outstanding. I think Brian Kaltak gives the assist for the first goal. Second goal is a beautiful ball from Benny Ancololo, you know, in behind those central defenders. Uh, you know, speaking of Brian Caltech, can you believe, Rosie, we've got a guy with his first professional contract at the age of 29, and last week he's man of the match. I think you run out of superlatives when you talk about his season. Yeah, I know. He's just one of those hidden gems, mate. I think they're everywhere, and I, I think I've, I mentioned in the interview during the week that Monty and Serge have got their recruitment spot on. Um, you know, guys like Keltec are other ones that the Mariners have to unearth, really, um, and give these guys an opportunity. But yeah, he, he's definitely shown that there's there's guys like that out there that are well more than capable of, of doing a job week in week out if if given an opportunity. And I, I know, speaking to Monty, he loves the guy. Um, uh, you know, his passion, his work rate. His leadership is just incredible. Hey, Gary, I know you'd love him because he throws himself into every single contest throughout the game. And, yeah, it's led to a couple of red cards through the season. And last week, you know, uh, he's got a handball, which, yeah, was pretty difficult. But just his endeavour, uh, his passion and going from contest to contest, you would love, right? Yeah, look, I think it sums it up perfectly, Steve, is where the Mariners are at. Like... You know, they are a selling club. They develop players, sell the players onwards. But just their ability to find players from all different areas, not only the young ones, but giving people their first contracts at 29. And, and then to be the position we are this year is full credit to, to not only Monty, but the whole organisation. Yeah. Hey, I just want to ask you, do you think that Irukunda will start? Because I thought that was one of the absolute highlights of last week was when he came on. Straight away, Jacob Farrell comes on as well. And it was just a man-on-man matchup. Yeah, look, I mean, it's probably one of those uh, sort of poker situations. Who does what? Um, Monty will have a few things up his sleeve to, to counteract. But to be honest, in a game like this with, with the players they've got out, I'd probably give him a start. Um, you know, I know you'd love to have it at the back end half an hour, but at the end of the day, I think Monty would do the same thing and just put Farrell on straight away. <laughs> because uh, it seemed to have worked the last few weeks. So, I don't know, I'd, I'd probably give him a start and just unleash him and, and hope for the best. But, you know, Carl Veer's a very experienced coach, so he might have a plan as well just to 
to stick to his process, which has been bring him on late, and and hopefully they're still in the game at that stage. So it'll be interesting to see. Gee, I tell you, there's almost no love lost between these two teams either. Like, there was a fair bit of banter last week about the long ball. Did you follow that, Rosie, and give us your thoughts? Yeah, I did. They're, they're building a nice rivalry, I think. Um, yeah, I found it uh, a bit interesting, those, those comments, especially I watched the game when they played them at home, and I know Adelaide had a, an early send-off, but the Mariners were absolutely incredible that day as well and, and put four past them as well, so... You know, when you cop four goals two games in a row and then make comments like that, uh, I think Monty's got every right to sort of bite back and, and say what he wants, really. Yeah, he certainly does bite back. Uh, could you give me your analysis of the game last week? Because I was watching last Saturday night and I thought it's some of the best football I've seen in the A-League. How about you? Yeah, look, it was extremely high tempo. Uh, and like I said, the Mariners, they, they copped that early goal and other teams would, may may struggle to come back from that in a big game like that. But Monty just seems to have the boys, this belief in the boys that no matter what happens, we just stick to our game plan. They almost went to another level after that and, uh, you know, really could have put the, the tie to bed in the first half. So um, it, it's interesting. It's interesting, you know, like uh, he just... Ah, yeah, it's like they play with no fear, you know. It's, it's hard to play against sometimes. Uh, and when you're chasing a goal, it's, it's a good way to play. And their mindset is, you know, we're going to score three. It's not the fear of conceding one or two. It's, it's a really, yeah, a really strong belief at the moment within the group. That's why I just think they're incredible to watch with this, this sort of belief. But, yeah, it is risky. Um, but I don't know, they seem to be getting the job done every week. And, yeah, the intensity of that game last week was, was outstanding, I think. If someone was watching that as their first A-League game, they would have been very impressed. Yeah, you're right, because they just seem to have switched, switched the, uh, turn on the switch, we'll go that way anyway, um, since the international break. Because leading into that, they were really struggling to put, put the ball in the back of the net. But since that break, they had a six-game six unbeaten run, and now they seem to that much confidence that they can score at will and you go down one nil early away in front of a, a parochial home crowd and and they didn't didn't go into their shell at all they actually no. as if they bloomed and said right well we, we can score we can score not one we can score multiple goals and that's what they actually did yeah yeah i i rosie i feel like that young mid midfield rotation has excelled this season so what Gary's talking about, before that international break, we were struggling to pick up points, and I thought, gee, we could slide out of the six here. And then I spoke to Bryce Johnson yesterday. I think he's a catalyst. I think the work he's done in strength and conditioning, he's come back to the club this year, loves the data. He's all over the science, and I feel like that's been a key point as well. But that, that midfield rotation, so you've got Nisbet, who wins the Mariners medal, Maxi Ballard, Still a very young man who's lived and played overseas. And then you've got young guys coming into the rotation like Harrison Steele, straight out of Terrigal Football Club. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I mean, they're, they're all very similar players. I think uh, Joshy Nesbitt has been outstanding. It's, it's great to see him get the plaudits that he got this year. Um, I think he drives a lot of that work, uh, picking up the ball from the backs and, and connecting everything together to the front four which is fantastic, but he just does so much tireless work. And uh, and then Maxi and Steely just 
follow suit, really. And I think they've almost learnt off him a little bit, almost to the extent they're, they're very Monty-like players. They just they graft, they graft, they graft, and they they do all the work for for the front four that can then just express themselves a lot more, knowing that they've got these guys in behind them that are willing to to do a lot of the dirty work almost. Um, but that, you know, in saying that, they're they're extremely good footballers as well, and and uh, yeah, Monty just drives that work ethic through the whole squad, which is which is great for them. Gee, Rosie, I've got too many questions for you this morning. I think we're probably getting the wind up from our producer back at headquarters, Adam Staples. But when you played with Monty, did you always feel like he would go into coaching afterwards? Uh, I mean, on the field, he's a legend. You know, played. Over 400 games in the UK, he played at Wembley in some of the biggest matches. But did you always feel like he'd move to the sideline and take up coaching? Yeah, definitely. He was always a leader. Um, you know, he was always driving standards. Even towards the back end, we'd do a beat test in the in the preseason, and he'd be last one in there. His standards have always been extremely high. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me one bit that. Um, you know, when I hear from the boys about expectations and, and things like that and then, then the freedom they're given as well, I think it's a, a good reflection of where he's been through his playing career at, at the very top in the Premier League and, and now he's striving to do that as a coach and, and he's well on his way. Hey, uh, one more final question. Can you believe there's a guy, uh, you know, between the sticks tonight that was there from day one? in 2005. You couldn't script this much better that Vukovic will lead us out tonight. Yeah, look, I mean, it's fantastic to have someone like that. Um, and, you know, he has been there since day one. He's obviously seen the club up and down. And, uh, you know, let's hope that he can lead him out again next week or the week after with the two-week break. But, yeah, it'd be fantastic for the club to, to see him get that glory in the, in the yellow and blue. Should we ask for a scoreline? Is that, uh, I mean, is there a superstition? Can you give us a scoreline, Rosie? Oh, I think we get the job done 3-0 tonight. Yeah, yeah, love it. Hey, thank you so much, mate. And uh, just before you go, how about a little plug for this awesome business you've got happening on the Central Coast where you're, you know, training the next generation, hundreds of kids. Yeah, look, Rose Football Academy is building very nicely. Uh, we do things a little bit different. Obviously, the coast mentality is a little bit different to a to a West Sydney or a Sydney where everything's very structured. Um, we have a very holistic approach, um, and you know it, it's showing now in a, a lot of our 15, 16 year olds that are ready to move on to the next stage. They're they're very good footballers, think for themselves, and uh, they're getting commended in high elite environments now. So. It's slowly paying off, and, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it every day. Yeah, and I heard that uh, Quaz is running a clinic this morning. So, you know, the freakish striker is uh, down on the peninsula at the moment uh, taking care of a, a Josh Rose clinic. Yeah, he's got my young one down there in the, in the under-11. So he, he, helps, he helps all the young ones with a lot of the finishing. And, you know, he was an unorthodox player, and whatever he can pass on, I'm sure they're taking on board. Yeah, yeah, the scorpion kick. Uh, that's all they'd be practising <laughs> yeah. this morning. Mate, uh, thanks again okay. for your time and uh, go the Mariners. No worries, boys. Thanks a lot.